Romans chapter 10, beginning at verse 8. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Let's read one more. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call on his name. Verse 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So, let's go back up to verse 8. But what saith it? Now, we get a lot of criticism because they say that Baptists believe you can just do anything you want to do after you're saved. Uh, or they'll put words in our mouth and things of that nature. And we've lived to a time where people don't really know what's in the Word of God because they've never taken the time to sit down and read it. And uh, I don't want you to believe something's in there just because I've said it. I want you to take your Bible down, set aside some time, and read God's Word. If I say it, and you find it's not in there, then it's not gospel. If Grandpa said it, and it's not in the book, then it's not the Word. I, I know a lot of people that believe things because their Grandpa or their Grandma or their Mom or their Dad, and we tend to believe things the same way our folks have believed them, the way we were raised and things like that. But I challenge you to take the Word of God. And you find it in God's Word. And if it's in there, it's right. And if it's not in there, it's not. You see, we all have flesh. And we all can be wrong. But this says, but what saith it? And that's what I'd like to preach on if the Lord will help me for just a minute. Just a little while. What saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. Now, I've heard folks say from the time I was a kid, there'll come a time when the government will take our Bibles. And I've, I know there are countries like North Korea where you can't have one. They would kill you if you had one with you. Our folks don't care because we don't read them. Amen? How many do we have at home gathering dust that the, that the lid has not been cracked on in so long we can't remember the last time that we read it? But the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and thy heart. 
I, I don't know and I can't say if there will be a day when we won't be able to pick up the Word of God and open it up and read about all the good news within the Word of God. But I can say this, they can't ever take it away. He lives within my heart. Who's that preacher? The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld Him as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Lo, I come in the volume of a book, thus it is written of me. If you want to say that was Jesus that was hanging on the cross, then you have to say, this is Him right here too. This is Him. And we love Him just as much as we love this. The Word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. You may see a lot of manifestations of things that aren't Christ-like in me. You may see me say something and do something that's not Christ-like. But if you get right to the heart of the matter, He lives down there on the inside. And at the end of the day, that's what I'm about. And that's what, that's what I have to live by. That's what I have to go on. So the Word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. I read also in God's Word where it said this. It, it said that He's nigh to them that are of a broken heart. Yeah. Over in Acts, Paul told the folks up there on Mars Hill, if haply you should feel after Him, He's not far off. I know we live in a dark time and in a crazy world and a world where there's very little light, but if you'll feel for Him, you'll find Him. He's still got a people that loves Him in 2021. I know we've got a lot of church members that haven't darkened the door in years. We're not, we're not odd. We're not out of place. We're not out of sorts. Every church has that. We've got folks that call Dutch Bottoms home. I've not seen their face in the sanctuary in five years. I'm here to tell you today, the church is going to roll on with or without me. He's going to have a light in this world with or without me. And if I choose to put a bushel over my candlestick, yours will shine on. There's not a thing I can do about your light. So I'm just going to... This is my little light, and I'm going to let it shine. Alright. But what saith it? Have you forgotten what it said? Let's start with that. But what saith it? Well, it tells me that all have sinned and come short. And A-L-L includes me and you. It tells me when we read about Moses and the Ten Commandments and the children of Israel and how they had to make sacrifice because they had sinned, it tells me there is nothing I can do to redeem myself. It tells me that the best I can do, I'll still be a sinner. 
It tells me that I can't live good enough. It tells me that I can't purchase redemption. Where's that at, preacher? Do you remember the man Simon over in Acts? He wanted the disciples, he wanted the apostles to give him that power that they had. And he, he said, Thy money, he said, Thy money perished with thee, for thou hast thought that thou could purchase. I'm here to tell you today that you can give every dime you've ever had, put it in a collection plate. You can will your property, your home, your bank account, your car to the church and die and go to hell without Jesus in your heart. Hell will be your home. You cannot do enough to merit your sins be forgiven. That's what it says. But what saith this? So you're telling me, preacher, no matter what I do, I'm going to hell? If you depend on yourself, that's exactly what I'm telling you. But what saith this? The Word is nigh thee. But what saith this? Here's what it says. It says, even though I'm wretched, even though I'm vile, even though I'm a sinner, lost and lowly, even though I'm blackened with sin and filthy, it says there's a way of redemption made. It tells me that God had a plan. What saith it? It tells me that He made the plan available. I've heard people talk about the Jews and how they were God's chosen people. And that's where He was born and down in Bethlehem. I understand that. But it tells me that He's made the plan available to all humanity. Even a little ignorant, these Tennessee boys like me. Then what saith it? It says if I trust God's plan, I can be redeemed. What saith it? It tells me that God, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth on Him should not perish Listen to this. I don't have to die lost and burn in an eternal hell. It should not perish. This is what it says. It says but that I could have everlasting life. That's what the book says. Oh, it tells me that Jesus, God's only begotten Son, left the splendor of heaven. He had all. He was blessed. He didn't have to look at sin. He didn't have to look at the vileness of humanity. But He chose to go down to a world of lost, depraved individuals and give His life to be spit upon, to be beaten, to be bruised. Here He's wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. And by His stripes, we are healed. That's what it says. What saith it? It tells me that my sin sent a man that knew no sin to the cross of Calvary. It tells me that my sin caused him to lay his hand down upon the cross and them to drive nails in his hands and his feet. He didn't do that for himself. He did that for you and I. Now if it had stopped right there, if the story had ended right there, but what saith it? 
If that had been all that it said, we'd still been lost. That's right. If we stop at the cross, we're still on our way to hell. If we leave him hanging, when I was a boy, there was a TV show it was called Cliffhangers. And it'd build, the excitement would build right up to the end of the episode, and you'd have to watch the next one to see what happened. If we left him hanging on the cross, we'd still be lost. Amen. See, friend, he paid for our sins on the cross. But payment wasn't made in full until he conquered. This is what it says. Death, hell, and the grave. Oh, grave! This is what it says. Oh, grave! Where is thy victory? Oh, death! Where is thy sting? For the sting of sin is death, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be This is... (laughs) Thank you, Lord, for the Word saying this. But the... But this this is a victory through Christ Jesus. Oh, victory in Jesus. That's what it tells me. This word saying, I have victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. But what saith it? It tells me that on the third and appointed morning, an angel came. And roll the stone away. Mm-hmm. Amen. And Mary went up there, and the angel said, Why seek ye the living? She had watched him, Johnny. She had watched him as the blood poured from his forehead from the, the crown of thorns. She had watched him. I believe her heart was broken. This was her son. Nothing hurts you worse than for your child to suffer. And here was Mama. And it hurt him, John, to see his mama crying. As a matter of fact, he told that disciple that he loved, he said, this is thy mother. He said, woman, this is thy son. And he took her into his home from that very hour. That's what that word tells me. You know what else it tells me? Said the angel said, Why seek you the living among the dead? For he's not here, but he's risen. Come see the place where the Lord lay. You know, our people in this day and age will believe about anything. They'll believe in aliens. They'll believe there must have been all kinds of movies made about the possibility of aliens visiting earth and this, that, and the other. They'll swallow that junk hook, line, and sinker, but won't believe that God loved you enough to send His Son to die on Calvary and raise on the third and appointed morning. I'm here to tell you today, if you want a good story, read what's in the book. What saith it? This is what it says. It says, because Jesus gave his lifeblood for me on Calvary and conquered death, hell, and the grave, he said, because I live, you get two, too. That's what the word said. Because I live, ye can live also. Amen. 
Why, he must have been looking at John the Baptist when he said that. He must have been talking to Peter when he said that. Because I live, ye, you get to. You get to live also in heaven. With this song, that's what the word saith. The word is nothing. Uh, I've got to preach this. Now this is his house. This is where he makes his abode. So if I want to get in touch with him, I'll come see him at his house. But the word is nigh thee. If I get in my car and drive to California, the word is still nigh me. If I take the wings of an eagle and fly to the uttermost parts of the earth, I can still find him dear to me. Yeah. The only thing a, cre- a car can't create distance between you and God. An airplane can't create distance between you and God. But sin will separate you. Sin. And you know where that comes from? This is what the Word tells me. That sin comes from me. That sin comes because I willingly set that between me and God. And this is what it also tells me. It tells me after that that the sacrifice has been made, it is sins after that I've been saved. I have to pay for them myself. And you do too. But what saith it? It tells me I don't have to go to hell. It tells me I don't have to suffer for an eternity. It tells me I don't have to burn. Here's what it tells me. Oh, they tell me of a home. Oh, they tell me of an unclouded day. Oh, the land of cloudless day. Oh, the land of an unclouded sky. It tells me, John 14 and 1. We've all caught ourselves on this verse, haven't we? Let, now that's where we get to right there. Where we let ourselves get to. If you let yourself, you'll be in all kinds of trouble. Let not your heart be troubled. Even though it may look dark, even though the cloud of sickness is over you, even though the cloud of hurt and bitterness is over you, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house. This is what it says. This is the promise that's made to us. In my Father's house are many matches. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go away. Ye men of Galilee, why stand you here gazing? This same Jesus, yes, that's what it says, ain't it, John? This same Jesus, you see, going away, shall come again in like manner. I would not have you ignorant, brother, concerning them which are asleep in the Lord. For the Lord himself 
shall descend from heaven with a shout, uh, with a shout, with the ark, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, and those of us that are alive and remain shall be changed. That's what it says in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, and rise to meet them in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Comfort ye one another with these words. This is what it says, but what saith this? It tells me I've got a home in heaven when this life is over. Amen. I had a friend that used to sing a song, Oh, look what I've traded for a mansion. It tells me I'm going to a land. Number 88 in the red book where we'll never grow old. I've been here for seven years or so. I've seen folks come in on walkers in wheelchairs. I've seen some of you folks have to hold to the pews when you walk to steady yourself. Praise God, when we get there, we'll have a glorified body. I'm not worried about the mansion. I just want to ride and leap and praise the Lord. I just want to get out of His feet and say thank you. But this is what it says. What saith it? It said He had mercy on me. It says His mercies are due every morning. For by His mercies we are not consumed. It tells me that I, of all people, as much as I failed in letting down, I've been faithful over a few things. Get rid to the joys of the Lord. <clears throat> it tells me that there's a better home for us when this life is over. Had a preacher friend that used to sing, I want to live there. Don't you? And when the spirit would get just right, he'd sing, I'm going to live there. Ain't you? I stumble around. I fail the Lord. I sin and come short. Well, preacher, you're the pastor. You shouldn't do stuff like that. And you're right. I shouldn't. Little children, this is what it says, what saith it. Little children, I write unto you that you sin not. But then if you do, you have an advocate with Jesus Christ, the righteous. Satan says nobody cares. You don't have you believe in that. Satan says nobody loves you. You want to know why people take a gun or take pills, or take a razor, and they try to end their life, it's because they think nobody cares. It's because they think their life no longer has any value. That's what Satan has convinced them of. You know what they need to know? They need to know what this says. Amen. 
the word is nigh thee. If they had just look, if they had just happily feel after him, they could find the peace they so desperately need. It's in this book. As a matter of fact, you know what this book says? He'll give us peace that passeth all understanding. Marvel not if the world hated you, for it hated me before it hated you. You know what else it says? God is not the author of confusion. And that's where we want that verse to end, don't you? You better read the book. That's not all that verse says. Well, God ain't in that. God's not the author of confusion. Well, what's he in? Let's finish the verse. You want to? For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as is in some of our churches. In other words, if I want peace, this must be the place to come. This must be the place where everybody loves everybody. This must be the place where somebody is going to care about me. This must be the place where I can find some hope in this world. Oh, there ain't nothing to the church. I beg your pardon. It's the apple of his eyes. Yeah. That's what this says. Yeah. Husbands, love your wives. This is in Ephesians chapter 5. You can read it. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. That he might present it to himself a glorious church through the washing of the water of the word. Not having spot or blemish. Now if you follow me long enough, you'll find I'm fallible. You'll find I make mistakes. I will let you down. I will disappoint you. You'll see things in me you thought you'd have never seen. But I've got news for you. When I lay this flesh down, those things are going down with it. Yeah. He saved the soul. Don't look for this when you get to heaven. This old ugly face ain't going to be there. My soul's going to be there. Amen. We don't sing this song much. On that resurrection morning, when all the dead in Christ shall rise, I'll have a new body. Amen. We'll have, I guess that's where I was going a minute ago. Maybe I didn't get to it. I've reached the age now where I wake up most of the time with something hurting. I won't then. I won't go to sleep. It'll just be one glorious day of praising the Lord. Amen. Eternally. There'll be no more pain. This is what it says. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Thou shalt believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and confess him with thy mouth. Thou shalt be saved. This is what it says. It says there'll be no graveyards over in that country. This is what it says. There'll be no sickness. There'll be no dying over there. This is what it says. We'll shout for eternity around the throne of God. 
This is what it says. This is what it doesn't say. Mike, you've been assigned to the Baptist section of heaven. Because there won't be one over there. It won't assign you to the Presbyterian or the Church of God section. Really, there's only one denomination going. Did you know that? It's God's family. Denomination was something that was put into place by flesh because men could not agree. There's only one group of people going. God's family. That's who's going. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. Let's get right to it. That is the word of faith which we preach. You know what Paul told him to preach? Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised Him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. I believe, preacher, there is a God. You've done well. Even the devils believe in Him. That's not enough. You've got to believe on His Son Jesus. You've got to believe that He raised Him from the dead. And that He lives. Well, where's He at if He's living, preacher? He's at the right hand of the Father right now making intercession for you and I. If you believe that if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. In other words, if you want it bad enough and you believe it, I've never seen him turn anybody away of you. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on Him shall not be ashamed. The worst mistake you can make, my friend, is to bottle all that up and never tell how good God's been to you. The worst mistake you can make, my friend, is to keep all that inside of you about the day Jesus saved your soul. Now look around you. Is there not people in this house this morning that you care about? That you love? Wouldn't you like to help them? The way to do that is to tell them about Jesus. Tell them about His mercy. Tell them about His grace. Tell them about His blessings in your life. We just passed the Thanksgiving holiday. Already people are grumbling and griping. Did you forget how good God's been to you? I've preached to you about David, a man after God's own heart. We read where he lost three children. And you know what he said? My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. If you want to complain about what's in front of you today, take a look behind you about what God's brought you through yesterday. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. I didn't make it here by dumb luck. 
I didn't make it here through my own devices. I made it this far by the mercy and the grace of a living God. Shall follow me all the days of my life. And because He's given me mercy, because He's extended my grace my way, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Becky sings the song, show me where you brought me from and where I could have been. We want to treat things like we deserve them. We deserve hell. That's what it says. But we got mercy and grace in a home in heaven when this life is over. Now you may not believe the things I preached to you this morning. That's your prerogative. I'd love for you to. I tried my best to preach you the King James Version. But if you don't believe me, read the book. If you don't believe some of the things I've said, read the book. Now, you know how they, you ladies, talk about us men. I heard this the other day. The husband was putting something together. The wife asked him if he had read the instructions. He said, well, that's just some man's interpretation of what ought to be done. How do you expect to get to heaven if you don't read the instructions? How do you expect to get from earth to glory without the proper instructions? Now, what's the book saying? I'm about to know. It said, any man that go up any other way is the same as a thief and a robber. You cannot get there on your goodness. But what saith it? This is what he had to say. You must be born again. Amen. Yeah. You know who he told that to? An avid churchgoer. A church member that never missed a service. A man that was influential in his church and in his community. A man that was a hard worker in his church. That's who he told that to. You must be born again. In other words, you have to be saved. That's the thing. <coughs> Of the book. Without Jesus, you'll never make heaven your home. But what saith he? The word is nigh thee. Well, preacher, I don't understand how to be saved. Quit worrying about trying to understand the process. I believe the scripture I read to you mentioned faith, didn't it? Here's what it saith. What saith it? This is what it saith. It says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. When there was absolutely no reason whatsoever that an almighty God would look down and send his son to die for a sinner like me, he did it anyway. And I believe that with all my heart. That's why I get to go from earth to glory when this life is over. But what saith it? Let me tell you something, folks. God did not leave this book in our hands to lay down. Amen. 
But what saith it? Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. But what saith it? I have hid thy word in my heart that I may not sin against God. This is the instruction manual. Now you can ignore it. How, how good do we do on this, man? We won't read the instructions and we don't get it put together the right way, do we? We'll get done with it. We think we got it and it's tore up and it won't work. Same way with our lives when we don't read the instructions. This is what we need to go by in life. Not what knowledge the world has. Not what the media is saying. Not what our neighbor or our mom and dad has told us. What saith the word of God? That's what we need to base everything we do on. What saith it? That is the word of faith which we preach. That thou shalt confess with thy mouth and believe on thy heart. Thou shalt be saved. Now, we've got what I'd consider some examples in Dutch Bottoms to live by, wouldn't you? Men that I look up to, men that I admire. But you know how they got it? Same way we did. They believed and they confessed. And Jesus saved them. I've known Marty ever since I was a little old bitty boy. But you know how he got saved. He believed Jesus and he asked him to save him. And you can get the same salvation Marty Coster's got. Won't cost you a penny more. Right here's a man that's preached the gospel all his life, pastored many years. But he just humbled his heart, asked Jesus to save him, and he had mercy on you. Amen. Saved your soul. Yeah. You can get the same salvation this preacher man right here has got. Same salvation that that preacher man right over there has got. You don't know my life, preacher. You don't know what a disgrace I've been. Things that's come out of my mouth, things I've done, I've never walked the church to have knowledge of. You don't have to tell me a thing. You just get down on your knees and pray to the Lord Jesus Christ and he does the same there's no other way to get it. Did you know that? Here's a man that's lifted up the name of the Lord. He's put together plays, written plays, written songs, sung for years and years in church, known all over East Tennessee and this area of the South, and he got salvation the same way this old ignorant boy did. Amen. It's a common yeah. salvation, meaning it's the same for everybody. And I've told you, I've preached to you this morning how to get it. You may never understand why God would give it to you. But you can know that you got it if you've been saved by the grace of God. But what saith it? This is a book of great hope. It's not a book written where I can pick and pull scriptures out and point my finger at you. This is a book where I can wrap my arms out and wrap them around your neck and love you and we can worship God together knowing that we've been saved by His wonderful grace. Amen. 
But what saith it? It says salvation is free. And it's available to you.